This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Farmland market weakness is slow in developing. While the Fed speaks in charts and graphs, we live the data. Unlike the housing market, which abruptly shut off and turned lower with higher mortgage rates, farmland has yet to show such explicit signs of a turndown occurring yet. When we left for our trip down south last month, there were four homes listed with realtor signs out front in our cul-de-sac. When we got home, there was only one, and the others did not have sold signs posted. Realtor contracts last six months, and when there is no interest in these homes expressed by a potential buyer, the sellers let them expire. They will wait until the market stabilizes again. The housing industry looks to be essentially taking a time out as they have to realign the price of a home with the cost of servicing the mortgage, and that might take a while. The increase in interest rate will devalue home values from recent levels. Some sellers are not ready to accept that shock. The market will have to drop to where homes begin to trade freely again. Sellers will have to take a haircut from recent values if they want to sell the home. Buyers need enough price relief to be able to afford the mortgage. Farmland values appear to be more resilient than the home market. We had top farms sell for $21,000 an acre near Royal in May, and an equivalent quality 80 acres brought $21,250 an acre at auction here last week. My first thought was that was fully stay, but upon additional calculation concerning what interest rates have done since last spring, the sale price was actually sharply higher. The $21,000 an acre farm last spring would be worth just $18,000 an acre now with the higher interest rate factored in. There was another farm in Sioux County that brought $30,000 an acre last week, which is not surprising to us in the richest farm county in the state. The farm that sold near Royal had just two bidders, a local legacy farm family with adjoining property, and an investor from Michigan who bought the farm. It was reportedly a large dairy farm behind the purchase. I know of other investors that have been buyers who now say that higher rates will take them out of the farmland market. I doubt that any of these prospective buyers will be using much of any leverage, so the interest rate did not impact them directly. CDs now bring 3 to 4% return with no risk, which is going to compete with farmland as an investment, particularly if the land price appreciation stops. Doesn't it have to? We appear to have entered some kind of twilight zone in the farmland market. I see buying interest remaining strong, but at some point needing to own farms cheaper than they have been selling for to remain engaged. A regional Fed survey of their bankers found that 68% expect no fourth quarter gain for land, 25% expect an even smaller gain, and 7% see prices setting back in the area for the first time in four years. Nutrient Ag Solutions climate scientist Eric Snodgrass sees an end of La Nina coming. There's a 70% chance of a below-trendline corn yield for the Corn Belt when in a La Nina, and recent history has conformed to that expectation. Trade winds and cold water along the equator in the Pacific still support La Nina conditions, but models show them fading away in 2023, with the end zone neutralizing and even potentially reaching El Nino by next summer. We need to add the caveat here that at this time last year, the model showed the La Nina fading, which did not happen. The model appears stronger this year. The 30-day SOI has lost nearly 10 points from 19.16 last month to 9.86 Sunday. 
The 90-day SOI is still 13.56 when 8 is still considered La Nina. Usually the Enzo breathes in and out, so could correct the decline before fading further. USDA predicts a return to a trend line 181.5 bushel per acre corn yield in 2023. Regions of the Corn Belt that have gotten late season rains were not the areas gripped most tightly in drought. Northwest Iowa has gotten a little relief yet. Winter is a great time to have a drought if you have to have one. The Snodgrass forecast, however, would conform to the old adage, plant in the dust and the grain bands will bust. Getting crops in early and then having it rain would not be a bad outcome. I've been talking about a multi-year drought, but even in the 1930s there was an interim reprieve. Dr. Elwin Taylor has targeted 2025 for the peak drought of the 89-year cycle. That is a couple of years away yet. La Nina is not a drought maker for most of Brazil, just the south of that country in Argentina. The pattern appears to exist. This La Nina can still have a negative impact in Argentine crops with relief coming too late next year. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 